Hello, welcome to the PlayCube Gamecast. I'm your host, Chase. And I'm Mushy. And today, we're talking about Animal Crossing New Horizons 2.0. That's right, 2.0. The hottest thing in Animal Crossing New Horizons that came out just last month. What is it, Chase? I mean, it was like, what, early November? No, what's the hottest thing in the update? Uh, The hottest thing would be Brewster's hot coffee. (laughs) At his signature temperature. Oh, God, I forgot the number. I did, too. It's okay. (laughs) It was like, what, 173.5 or something? Uh, Something like that. If you're familiar with Brewster from previous games, you know that he likes to serve his coffee at a very specific temperature, and anything cooler than that temperature just doesn't cut it. You might as well just slap him in the face every time you want to cool it down. And he will stare at you. And yes, he is a video game character, so he cannot really convey these natural emotions that we have, but whenever I click the let it cool button and I'm met with dot 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 and his blank stare I f- How many times have you hit that let it cool button? I did it for one sequence just to see his reactions in this game I think I did it a total of three times one time ever um, and then oh. I always just click drink it as is the first <laughs> time I stopped just because that one interaction was just too much so I've been consistently doing it for at least five, six, twelve times. Oh God! Just to get those eclipses going, and every now and then they'll send in like five dots or dot dot dot. You like it on the cool side, don't you? I'm like, <laughs> hell yeah, I do. Let's go. I like my mouth to not be burnt. And at the end, you'd be like, even at room temperature, this is an amazing cup of coffee. So you can cool it all the way to room temp? Yes. Oh my goodness. I think one day he was like, I made this cup cool, especially for you. (laughs) Brewster's equivalent of the iced coffee. Exactly. Slightly cooler than normal. Room temperature coffee. Ew. (laughs) Like, just the thought of that is just ew. So, Brewster's Cafe, The Roost is only found in Blathers Museum, all right? Mm-hmm. And the only reason you find out about this is because Blathers himself is currently uh, missing that signature cup of coffee. I mean, who wouldn't? It is good coffee. But he also knows Brewster has a very, very noticeable gyroid addiction. I mean... We'll get into them a little bit later, but all I want to say is, who doesn't have an addiction? So you find Brewster on an island, you bring him back to your place by convincing him to come along, and he's like, alright, cool, I'll see you in a few days. Then, boom, cafe pops up, you can go in there, it's a nice warm setting, got your average cafe bar. You got two tables to decide for other villagers and friends to come to your island to chill out there. And if you try to sit in them when you're by yourself, he tells you that's reserved seating and makes you get up. You can also bring in the amiibo villagers and you get to sit at that tables now because they're reserved for you and your guest. Yep. You can buy a round of coffee for everybody. Yep. 
lots of fun ways to explore the cafe. Occasionally you see the special guest villagers and other villagers and even Isabel, Timmy, Tommy, and Nook. Tom Nook himself will stroll in there to, for a cup of coffee randomly. Yep, I've had Cap'n, um, and I've also had Celeste sitting on the stools. I even had Rossetti's brother Don show up. Good old Don. Now, why do you keep coming back to Brewster? Because he gives you items every time you, well, every time you come by in a sequence of numbers. This is true. If you're familiar with Brewster from previous games, you know that, one, you used to be able to work for him at some point. Um, but a common thing is that he gives you items um, when, like, you become more of a regular customer. So before you could get things like coffee beans, coffee related appliance decorations. So like the coffee grinder, things like that. Um, and then in new horizons, it's pretty similar. You still get coffee related items, but they've kind of upgraded the things that he gives you. But the most important thing to get is at the very end of this, of going in there 50 times. And it's to getting the, very elusive Brewster Gyroid, the Brewstoid, which looks like a mini Brewster. That sounds so cute. I have not gotten it yet, and I am eagerly awaiting my very own Brewstoid. I think 15 visits away. It tracks it? Yeah. <sighs> That's neat. I have no idea how many. Um, I was trying to calculate earlier based on the last gift, um, and I think I'm probably... More than you, for sure. Um, but, like, maybe 20? Okay. Something like that? And <laughs> the last thing about Brewster, though, is he will add something new to your coffee. What does he add? He adds his own little creamy concoction called pigeon milk. Pigeon milk? Now, I can only assume that in-game it's, like, some kind of Almond milk, coconut, dairy, crossover. Some kind of alternative to cow's milk, right? Okay. But in real life, it's also a real thing. We have pigeon milk in real life? It's called crop milk, and it's pretty much just like a regurgitation of half-processed food to feed the hatchlings. What? Yeah, picture, I, it, as like a, picture it as like a pale yellow... Cottage cheese consistency slime. <laughs> oh my god. I've been letting him put that in my coffee? Yeah, but it's also high in fat and protein, so it's like practically keto. I think I'd rather be fat. <laughs> or just no sugar in your coffee? Well, I don't put sugar in my coffee as it is. Alright. I put stevia in coffee. Blah. All of it just sounds gross. Ugh. So let's move on to gyroids. Yes! My favorite thing ever. So, I love gyroids if you have not gathered already. Like many of you, if you are returning Animal Crossing players, I was devastated when the gyroids did not come to New Horizons. I loved them. I loved to collect them. Now, I, let me say I did not love all of them. There were, I had my favorite sets. Most notably, the Poltergoid and the Howloids. And I feel bad, but I can't remember the third set's name. 
or the fourth, um, but one of them looked perfect in the original kitty furniture set. And then the other one was just the collection of colors, like the, it's solid orange, and then there's another one that's solid green, solid blue, um, and they're all like the same style. I love gyroids. So when they finally came back, I was so excited. A little bit bummed that they don't look like they used to, but they're still very cute. I mean, you have 36 gyroids making their first appearance here, or in-game at least. Yes, and they're fully customizable. Cuties. They're fully customizable. If you're customizing kit, you can have all of them matching different colors. They can just match your furniture assets. Yes. So I feel like that was an okay trade-off to me, not having the original sets that we used to have, but getting to change the colors of the styles of the new ones that we have is pretty cool. Now, how do you find these gyroids? I wait for them to magically appear. <laughs> well, but wrong. seriously, there is a specific way to find them in the beginning, at least. Yeah, just take a nice day trip on the Captain Island boat cruise, and you're guaranteed at least one gyroid fragment a day. Let us emphasize fragment. So again, previous players will know that when you dug up gyroids... In your village, they were fully formed and ready to place. In New Horizons, when you dig up a gyroid fragment, you have to take it home, bury it, and water it before it'll be ready to place the next day. Now, if your island rained the previous day, you can get those gyroids fully formed on your island. Yes. I dug one up yesterday out of nowhere. So when I said I just wait for them to magically appear... That's what I meant. Sometimes they will show up on your island without you having to go hunt them down. Just recently, with a special update, they'll occasionally wash up on your beach. That's super exciting. So it's just the fragment of it on the beach? Yeah. Okay, I haven't had that yet, but I really like it. It doesn't make sense because there's already water, but yeah. (laughs) I guess salt water is different. I guess it needs the nutrition, too, from the soil. (laughs) Yes, the gyroids don't get the nutrients um, that they would from the soil, from the sand, um, and the salt water just doesn't do it for them. They need fresh water. Imagine if it got the nutrients from the sand, it'd be like a craboid. <laughs> oh my gosh, could you imagine? Like little You're... symbols for hands? Yes, it just clashes the symbols. There is one gyroid that looks fun. It looks like a little bong. Yes, people have lovingly dubbed it the Bongoid, but its real name is Whistloid. Now, what do these gyroids do? Why did you want them in your house? They dance. They're cute. If you put enough of them together, they harmonize. And if you put them with the music, they will dance to the music. They sure will. Oh my goodness. Gyroids, whether you actually like them or just think they're cute and have them around or using them for points to get that elusive Happy Home Academy gold trophy, they have a lot to offer. And the one of the most fun things about them is just, like Chase said, setting them to the music and letting them dance their little hearts away. From 
From, but really, from... like gyroids, you can put them outside with no music and they will dance. You put them in your house with music or no music, they dance. They're just having the time of their lives just dancing. And some of them, I believe it's the bubbloid, he blows bubbles. Aww. So they do fun things. The squeakoid, oh my gosh, the squeakoid, I love him. If you have not seen the squeakoid, please look him up. I don't really have a favorite gyroid right now. I'm just still trying to get all 36. I have no idea how many I have. Um, I have a few duplicates. I have not get, gotten rid of any, and I have not given any away, so they're all on display in my house. Um, but the squeakoid is my number one favorite right now. I just give all the duplicates I have to other villagers. They love them. They just put them in their house, and they just dance away. I love it. I feel like more villagers need gyroids in their house. Every villager needs a gyroid in their house. At least two. Yes, because the gyroid needs a friend. I did accidentally give my Freya two of the same gyroids. <laughs> At least different colors? No, same color. Oh, oh my goodness. All right, let's move on to the next item. Or items. This update brought, I'm talking about permanent ladders, storage sheds, ABDs. Woo! Missed that. And even old furniture like Froggy Chair coming back. Did we bully Nintendo into giving us Froggy Chair? It must have been all the memes. (laughs) Oh my goodness. Um, I know a lot of people were upset, myself included, that certain furniture items did not make it into New Horizons. or were heavily modified for New Horizons. So for me specifically, I loved the Kitty series. And what is it? Colorful wooden block furniture set just yeah, doesn't roughly. do it for me. Yeah, it just doesn't do it for me like the Kitty set did. I like the cool furniture set. Yes. There's just something about black cushions and metal sidings. That just looked so nice and cool. Right? That was also a regular one that I collected. And the Imperial, which is now Zen. Okay, yeah. I do miss the classic blue geometry rug from the first few games. Yes. There was just something very calming about the blue triangles of different shades. Yes, yes, yes. I mean, you can try to make it yourself, but it just doesn't have that same geometrical it doesn't there's just something about it that it was it was just nice as it was and we shouldn't have to recreate it Nah. you could also make your islands more versatile with permanent ladders get some diys place them on the wall don't have to worry about pulling a ladder out every time you want to go up a cliff oh so we can finally put something on the cliffs except it's only a ladder I mean, there's normal wooden ladders. You got, like, pipe ladders. You can even use the vines, too. I like using the vines. No, I'm just bitter because there's been a few items that I have wanted to put outside on cliffs. Um, And obviously, you can't do that. So, But they let us put ladders. Yeah. Can't put art. Can't put little reefs. But ladders. Ladders are fine. I mean, I'm, I'm... not going to complain because there are a few places on my island that would benefit from a permanent ladder rather than a ramp. 
Yeah. I do appreciate storage sheds, though. I don't have to walk to my house to get something out of my house storage. Okay, so how do you use your storage shed? I have it, like, on the corner of my island, next to, like, a cooking DIY and, like, a workshop DIY. Okay, okay. So right now I have mine right outside of the resident services. It's not going to stay there. Um, I don't know where I'm planning to move it, but since I'm like, that's just the area of my island that I'm working on right now. So I have it right there so I can keep going in and out. Um, But I've heard of some people using it as an item or a tool rather, and they keep it in their inventory and just pull it out when they need it. I mean, hey, that works. It's just easy access to your house storage. Yeah, especially when you're on the other side of the island. Yeah, definitely. There's no time to hike your way back to Nook's Cranny to sell your pockets. Or get ripped off by using the Dropbox. (laughs) Yeah, no, I'm fine. (laughs) Another big thing you could do is you could finally upgrade your house storage from 2.4, from 2,400 spots to about 5,000 slots. Whoa. How much does that cost? Because I'm sure there's a pretty bell attached to it. Yeah, it's going to cost you three different expansions, but the total number of bells is 2.8 million bells. Oh my good. 2.8 million spread out across three different upgrades. The last one's 1.2 million. Whew! You're going to need nothing in your pockets just to get that last one. Because you can only hold 99,000 bells in your pockets. If I could whistle, I would be doing a long, slow, low whistle right now. Uh, Who knew all this money I was saving up would go to uh, storage? (laughs) Right. (laughs) Oh my goodness. I know a lot of people who made their... Bell Fortune in the turnip trade who were wiped out by these um, just because, I mean, not completely wiped out, but it put a, a huge dent in their savings because they had to use so much of it to upgrade their homes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well. almost, almost a total of three million. Oh, that's nuts. I, I, I really wonder what Nook does with all of this money. I mean, it has to be. What, buying new furniture to have, like, a nice rotation at Nick's Cranny? I don't know. I like to think that he pays KK for his performances. Oh, that too, yeah. He's like, all right, KK, I need you here at least one day a week. And, you know, it can't be cheap to get items next day airmailed to an island. Yeah. That does raise a question, though. Does KK Slider have like a place to stay when he's on your island, or does he just take the red life, red eye flight to the next morning? I think he probably does the red eye. Damn. <laughs> Poor KK. I know, right? He shows up 5 a.m. one morning, he leaves out 4 a.m. the next day. Yep. Such is the life of a did. musician. All he did was just play on his guitar until 6 p.m. before he starts taking requests. Yep. They did add new music, too. I'm a little bit bitter about that. (laughs) Um, So I had successfully collected all of the KK songs, and then they added more. Yeah, they had like 10 new tracks, right? I don't know. I don't know how many they added. All I know is I had all of them. (laughs) You know what else they added? 
crops. You can actually grow plants and veggies. Real crops, not just pumpkins. So pumpkins were a huge deal when they added them. At first, not a whole lot to do with them. They just kind of grew on your island, just like your fruit. Sell them, gift them, eat them. Use them you in know. spooky DIYs. Yeah, you instead of customization kits, not a whole lot to do. But with this new update, when they added the carrots, the sugarcane, wheat, tomatoes, and potatoes, whole new ball game. Right, you could finally enjoy cooking. Yes. Cooking turn, Animal Crossing style. Turn your wheat into flour, turn your sugar cane into actual sugar. Boom. Get some fruits, get some veggies. Now you got a nice little smoothie going. Or jello, or pudding, or. Or, or tart. Yes. There are <laughs> so many options. I've made some smoothies, I've made jelly, um, or maybe jam. I don't know what the game calls it. I think one thing that a lot of players can probably agree on maybe their most hated dish they might call it something different most hated the one that they were most excited to make their revenge dish chase i think you know what i'm talking about you mean getting, sea bass yep getting to cook that sea bass oh yeah apart from growing your own veggies you can now catch fish and get that brilliant diy Pop in your mind, hey, I can use this to make a recipe. So let's talk a little bit more about these cooking DIYs. So as you know, when you get a new crafting DIY, you have to either learn it, um, like in the case of trash, where you just catch trash and it's like, hey, I have an idea for this. Or you have to get a DIY card from a villager, from a balloon, from a message in a bottle, you got to get one. Same applies to your recipes. Yeah, instead of a nice little black acorn, it's now a little white whisk. And it's so cute! You can also get them the same way you got from villagers, balloons, etc. Though, if you go into a house, they're not going to be working on their little workshop. They're going to actually pull out a kitchen and start flipping that skillet. Yes, it's literally a skillet. So one thing I do want to tack on to that is the villagers are able to change their homes up like that. So they, you know, they pull out their workbench, they put it away when they're done. They pull out their kitchen set, they put it away when they're done. Villagers or islanders, you yourself, whatever you refer to as yourself, you have to also have some kind of kitchen appliance to cook with. Um, so you can't just go up to your DIY workbench. You actually have to have a stove um, or, in some people's cases, a sink to make your food. Hey, it works. It does. I'm not saying it doesn't. I never thought to make food in my sink I because I have a stove, but it works. It's kind of like a, how you use the refrigerators to change clothes. It's like a what? Why does this work? I know, right? I love that even though you can get most of the fishes into food or most of the ocean fishes into food, none of the uh, diving crabs or like the pond fish, like catfish, you can't turn those into food. So that's just like a missed opportunity, you know? It is. It Your is. villagers are not going to be snacking on fried catfish or crab legs anytime soon. 
But I do also want to say that you can't make bacon, so all of your pig villagers are safe. You can't make chicken-based dishes or frog legs, so your villagers are safe. Hey, this is a strictly pescatarian diet. <laughs> Although some of the octopus villagers might be on uh, notice. <sighs> okay, okay, but I haven't come across an octopus dish yet, so they're safe for now. Yeah, for now. Suck it, PETA. <laughs> We're coming for you. <laughs> oh, goodness. When cooking becomes dangerous. Right. Playing with fire. Now, one of the more interesting returns from Animal Crossing New Leaf, we have the island ordinances. That's fun. So if you're not familiar, like if you never played New Leaf, or maybe you just weren't the mayor, so you never got to do ordinances, essentially what these are, they let you make your island a little bit more customizable. So there's four ordinances that you can choose from, and essentially they just change some things up on your island. Chase, do you want to go into detail? I don't to do that. Yeah, there's like four main ordinances. We have the beautiful island. Essentially, that's more flowers. So, you know, when your flower apocalypse is too much, you can just add more to it. <laughs> Villagers will pick up weeds, get rid of some trash so you're not fishing up trash every now and then. And I do want to reiterate, he said flower apocalypse, and he means flower apocalypse. If your island gets covered in flowers already, you might want to consider skipping this ordinance because it will just happen faster. I try to keep my flowers contained by putting like stone pathways around them. That sounds difficult. It works. They stay in that one area. It's fine. I put all of mine on a cliff top and forgot about them. Oh, God. <laughs> Surprisingly, no. they haven't actually like taken over anything, so they're fine. Because they can't go down a cliff. Well, at least they're not taking up my whole island. True. So if you're not careful, you can't get rid of these flowers. You, could, you used to trample on them in the old games, and it would get rid of them instantly. But no, you have to physically take a shovel and individually dig up each one. I have a love-hate relationship with that. It's very painful. It is. On the one hand, I do enjoy not murdering my flowers every time I run. Because as Chase knows, because he has played with me several times, I run everywhere. And I try so hard not to run through people's flowers. But most of the time, I'm already doing it before I realize I'm doing it. And I'm killing people's flowers. So it saves me the grief of having to say, sorry for murdering your flowers. But when it's time to get rid of them, it takes so long. Right? You can't pluck them like weeds because they'll just go down to the bud and they'll grow again. <sighs> yep. And you have to burn through a thousand shovels just to get the right design you want in the flowers. Yep. Then we have to move on to the next ordinance because we're talking way too much about flowers. <laughs> the flower apocalypse has taken over this time verbally. Ugh. The next two ordinances, though, they kind of go hand in hand a little bit just because they're opposites. We have the early bird and the night owl. So I have the early bird on on my island because I wake up at 4 a.m. every day. So when I get up to play, 
I don't have to worry about the shop opening at 8 o'clock. I could just come in an hour early, so that's nice. That does sound very nice. And then, as the name suggests, Night Owl, the shop just closes one hour later. So in addition to opening up early for Early Bird, your shop is going to close early. Night Owl, it opens one hour later, but it also closes... Ah, getting mixed up. Sorry. It closes one hour later, but it also opens one hour later as well. Actually, it doesn't. Really? Yeah, they close at normal times on the early bird, and the night owl days open at normal times. That is an improvement from New Leaf. That is exciting. So when these ordinances were in New Leaf, that's how it functioned. Um, you changed it so it would open later stay or stay open later but then your shop actually opened later and when you did early bird it would close earlier so that's actually pretty exciting that you now get extra shopping time regardless of if it's earlier or later until you realize that you're being forcing the shopkeepers to stay at work an hour longer they don't have houses where else do they go i don't know back to the shop to relax and relax they'll be all right and the final ordinance is the bell boom. You could hit your island with a 20% inflation. It's perfect for selling stuff. Not so good for buying stuff. So, I, again, I haven't done any ordinances in this game. But I did in New Leaf. And so I had the bell boom on my island. And since New Leaf was on the DS... Um, me and my brother, obviously we have two, one each. We both had our own copy of the game. My island had the bell boom. His island had all the fruit trees. And we made sure that we did not have the same native fruit. So we'd plant all of the perfect fruit, all of the regular fruit, whatever, on his island. He'd come and sell it on my island. <laughs> and we would make bank. Okay. So, yes, you do get a 20% inflation on your island, but if you're not shopping on your island, it doesn't matter. Yeah, true. I just don't want to put it on my island because it feels very close to real life right now, you know? <sighs> yes. Uh, you can't thanks, see government. It. You can't see it, listeners, but there is a single, solitary tear rolling down my cheek. You know... Last year, I used to buy steak all the time. Now, I can't afford steak. You're still buying food? You're not? <laughs> hey. Oh. At least when I go to Sam's Club, I can get my 24-pack of cage eggs, cage-free eggs, for like $4. Mm, gotta love buying in bulk. Bingo. And they still but have that... a rotisserie chicken for like less than $5. <sighs> Good old rotisserie chicken. Love it. But that's about it for ordinances. So what other new stuff does this update have for us, Chase? Well, we have Harv's Island. So instead of being the photo studio of your dreams, you can now have like a little main street of Harv's Island Shopping Plaza. Okay, that's actually kind of really exciting just because... I don't know about y'all, but unless it was like the wedding event at Phototopia... I never used that. Like, it was just something there. Yeah, so you didn't either. I know plenty of people use it, and, like, they make these decorative rooms, and they take pictures with their villagers. 
I really only used it for Reese and Cyrus's wedding event, and that was it. Exactly. Now we have a reason to go because Harv himself has decided to work with the former champ poodle owner turned flower child, Harriet, to bring all the other special guest villagers to that one spot. Dun dun dun! So as Chase mentioned, this is similar to the New Leaf town strip, but also if you played New Leaf after they added the campsite... It's similar to that as well, because they are all in RVs. They're set up in like a co-op style, and you can go shopping at their little RVs. It's like the perfect little flea market. It is. So some of the characters are ones that you would have seen at that little campsite. Others are the ones that you would have seen on Main Street. Yeah. Or just around town. Um, so, for example, Katrina, the fortune teller, she used to have her own shop. Now she's in an RV. Reese and Cyrus had their own shop in town. Now they're in an RV. Other participants include Leaf, who already goes to your island, but now has a permanent shop. Or I guess semi-permanent, since it's on wheels. Sahara, who will still go to your island, but is also at the co-op. Kicks, same thing. Red, who now comes by RV and boat. And let us not forget Tortimer. Oh, yes, old man Tortimer, who spent most of November known as Cornimer. <laughs> He's so corny. Hey, so if you... I made sure to talk to him every day in November just to get those free acorns. I did too. So if you are not familiar with Tortimer, he, in the first few games, was the mayor of your village. In New Leaf, he was no longer the mayor because you were the mayor. But he was living on an island and you could go visit him. In this game, people were speculating that he finally died. <laughs> and that's why we had tombstones in the game because they belonged to Tortimer. Hey, but, I remember that trailer. It was a very windy trailer. There was a cliff, there was a tree, and there was a gravestone in the background. People were speculating, is that Tortimer's grave? Is he finally biting the dust? I mean, if, if you think about it, and especially since one of his um, things that he would say were, her, her, like how he's hacking, like I, I could understand why people thought he died. Um, but if you have taken it upon yourself to watch the Animal Crossing movie or have interacted with him in any of the other games, you know that Tortimer is still young at heart. It's keeping him going, and he's still kicking. Well, he is everyone's grandpa, but that makes sense because he's also a tortoise, and they live forever. Yes, he is old. And as Chase mentioned, in November, when he's handing out acorns, he goes by Cornimer, and he wears an acorn mask. And it's so cheesy. Just like a grandpa would do. Right. Uh, but he's perfect but, on that co-op because he accesses your house storage so you don't have to trek back to your home just to get it back. Yes, which is also great because you go to Tortimer, 
you access your storage, you get the items you want customized, you walk over to Reese and Cyrus, you get it customized. It's like right there, it's five feet away. Five steps. (laughs) Yes, so they are arranged in a nice, not a circle, um, I guess, an upside down U. Maybe like an N, but like blocky. Um, There is... Yes, thank you. Horseshoe, that's the perfect description of it. Um, There is a ABD, so you don't have to worry about running out of money as long as you got money in the bank. You can go and you can interact with these people, and you can put all of the stuff you just bought in your storage. We said ABD a few times. I just want to point out that ABD is the ATM of this game, the automatic bell dispenser. Thank you, Chase. I'm just like, wait a second, what is an ABD? Like, oh yeah, that makes sense. Yes, yes, yes. So if you, again, were familiar with other games, you know that you got the ABD by saving a lot of money. Um, Really? That was an option? Huh? That was an option? Yes, you had to save a ton of money. Uh, I never saved money worth crap. Yes. So even after my shady fruit dealing, I still... Did not save money, um, enough money to get an ABD. However, um, the dream address, as veterans are familiar with, is not new. Um, I visited dream addresses in New Leaf, and that is where I saw an ABD for the first time in that game. Oh, wow. Yes. Um, But it's great because if you play New Horizons, you probably do because you're listening to this episode. The kiosk in your resident services cannot be accessed by your friends. So if you spend the miles to get this ABD, they can actually use it. It's perfect because they run out of money, they have to fly back to their island. Now they can just use your ABD outside the shop and be like, boom, I have money. I can buy this ridiculously expensive lab tube. (laughs) Y'all, I just did that on Chase's Island, so... I got my lab tube, though. I was very excited. I think they call it a science pod, but it was worth it. Right. Especially when you put gyroids in there, so it looks like you're growing gyroids in the tube. (laughs) Yes. Yes, yes, yes. I think I put, like, a dinosaur toy in mine. Oh, that would be cool! I saw one image. I think it was probably altered, but somebody put a villager in theirs. You know, you could use, like, the Brewstoid and just toss it in here, make it look like you're growing another Brewster. That would be neat. All right, but back to Harv's Island Shopping Plaza. Yes. There's one thing I did want to point out about this, and that you have to build up the island. Um, You don't just get it. You have to donate to Lloyd. And his friends, who are also named Lloyd, to actually unlock these little RVs. Yeah, it costs like 500,000 bells, but you can only do it one a day. Yes, only one a day. So you can donate money to all of them, but as soon as one hits that threshold, that's the cutoff for the day. Yeah, silly me. I did that first day, tossed 500 into the totally legit art dealer. And I was like, oh shit, I can't do this anywhere else. I have to wait till the next day. Yep. And I mean, oh, it well. doesn't matter because if you got them all to just 1,000 below, you would still 
have to wait every single day to unlock another one. That's not that bad. You only have, like, what? Seven shops? So it's only going to take you a full week just to get it down. Yeah, I mean, I, d- I just don't want people to think that they could pay the money, get it all in one day. Like, that's just not how it is. But, as a kind of bonus, you do get to unlock new hairstyles from Harriet while you're waiting. Oh, yeah. You can get cool hairstyles, like the swoosh. Or you can get some weird balding hairstyle. Or you can get a like, coconut head. Coconut head, yes. Harriet does add about, like, what? Eight new hairstyles? I think there's one per shop, so at least seven. Okay. At least. Yeah. There might be an extra one. I'm not entirely sure. But talk to her every day. She'll give you a new hairstyle. You can choose to keep it, choose to revert back to normal, but the second you, you get, get it... It's yours to keep, regardless of if you like it. You can change it up in the mirror. Yeah. Now, these shops, they do update weekly, so you don't have to worry about... Coming in every day for your shop to change up the stock. Which is actually really nice when Red has two legit pieces. Because, just like on his boat, you can only buy one at a time. Uh, If you do see the two fakes there, don't worry about it. If you buy one fake, the next day, you might have a chance to get a total legit piece the next day. Or you could get another fake. Just depends. Yeah, it's like a gamble. You never know with Red. <laughs> and I think that just leaves us with the final topic. Oh, one, one more thing about Red before we go to the final topic. His raffle is back. Really? So if, you, if you're not familiar with his raffle, so he has his pieces that are for sale, but if you talk to him directly, he'll ask you if you want to buy a raffle ticket. If you say yes, you give him the money, and he's like, oh, number blah, 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 gets you canned coffee, canned orange juice, whatever all of his prizes are. (laughs) Okay. So it's just a fun little thing. You can just talk to him and get little handheld items. Okay. And it's only like 200 200 bells, I think. Okay, so it's like the dollar store items. Yeah. (laughs) But that's enough about Red. Let's talk about all of the new villagers. That we got with this update. Or should I say new and returning? Yeah. So even though we have 16 new, brand new villagers coming in for the first time in this game, some of them are from the original game. I mean, half of the 16 are coming from the original game. So when we go through this list, you'll probably, if you're an OG player, say, oh, I remember them. Because there were some when Chase was telling me, I was like, wait a second. He's not new. We've we've had him before. And then he had to explain to me, yes, that's what I said. Some are new and some are returning. But for the eight new villagers, though, we have some of them that are just too special. <sighs> More on that in a bit. Our first new villager goes by the name Sasha. He is a male blue lazy rabbit. Now, we said Sasha because... That's a very Russian male name. It's short for Alexander, which is... That's new to me. Yeah. So, he's a blue, fabulous Russian male bunny. Now, there's a theory that I have that (laughs) 
He fled that Sasha fled Russia because Russia is 100% anti-LGBTQ+. So he fled Russia to come to your island to live a fabulous life. <laughs> he is pretty fabulous. Um, I do not have any of these new villagers or returning villagers, but he's he's a good-looking villager. If you're always... For a cute villager, Sasha would be a good addition. Next, we have Ioni. Is that how you say it? I mean, it's I-O-N-E, so I can only go with that. I thought it was Ion. You know, that could work. <laughs> I kind of like Ioni better. <laughs> Ioni is a blue girl normal squirrel with a star tail. It's like a very galaxy themed going on here. She glows in the dark! And that's cool. It is. I'm very excited. And the other big villager is Shino, the peppy cream girl deer. Oh my gosh, everyone loves Shino, and rightfully so. If you're familiar with any anime with non-human characters, you've probably seen an ogre. Shino, to me, resembles an ogre with the two horns growing directly from her forehead. We're talking about a cream deer with red ears and even redder horns. But and little she, red eyeshadows, too. I like her. I, so I'm partial to the peppies. I mean, my number one faves are the, what are they called in this game? The smugs? Or yeah. no, not smug. Sorry. Cranky. The crankies yeah. are my favorite. Um, but I am pretty partial to the peppies, so I would go crazy for the opportunity to have a Shino. Because I like, I like the way she looks, and she fits my top three personalities. On the Nookazon website, Shino, Ioni, and Sasha are currently three of the top highest, three of the top four highest wanted villagers. Oh, God, how much are they going for? So, Raymond used to be the highest grossing one, because just to get him, it would have been like 5 million bells and 200 Nookazon tickets. Whew. Yeah, Sasha is a little bit cheaper, but he's more Nook tickets. Ioni mm. is uh, 9 million bells, and Chino is the hottest trending new villager and just to get her on the Nookazon is about 12 million bells and 215 Nook Mile tickets. Yikes, that is a lot. Yeah, because it used to be Raymond being the hottest villager around, but he got overshadowed by Shino, Ioni, and just barely tying it with Sasha. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. I mean, if you have the bells... Go for it. Get your dreamy. But then we have the other villagers are not quite as hot on the trending, but they still would cost you quite a bit on the Nukazon. We have Tian Shing, the jock orange male monkey, who looks like he's straight from a kung fu movie. I don't like him. He's scary. I used him on a Happy Home Paradise, and he was he had the imperial furniture set with a love for peaches, so he's after that butt. <laughs> Or, you know, he's a monkey and he just wants some fruit. 
I mean, there could have been other fruits for peach for monkeys, but the peach is a perfect. <laughs> well, you gotta remember, we don't have bananas anymore. All right, fine. But that's fair. Um, I don't know about y'all, but there is a specific clothing item. It is orange and it has a black dragon. I don't know what it's called. Um, and I believe that's his standard shirt that he wears. But I have been waiting for the right villager to wear that shirt. And he fits the bill 100%. He's like Bruce Lee in that yellow jumpsuit of the black stripe. Yes, I can see it. Next, we have Marlo, the gray, cranky male hamster, who is literally a 100% a mafia godfather. He really is. Right down to his house. His house is a cityscape with an office setting, two couches in the middle, staring at each other. He has a safe, and I'm pretty sure he's named after Marlo and Brando. Probably. I could see it. Next, we have Petrie, the white snooty female mouse, mad scientist, with the red and blue ears. Ah, Petrie's cute. I, I would probably, like... Snooty is not my top three personalities, like so much to the point that I have not, I've had one snooty villager who left like within two weeks and I, I have not gotten any of the reactions from like from the snooty villagers. Like I have zero. So my reactions are incomplete because I have none that you learn from the snooties. Oh. Yes. but I would make room for Petrie. Okay. Literally because she's a mad scientist. So Next we have Cephalobot, the robot smug male octopus, which could also be a project that Petrie worked on. Possibly. So if you're not familiar with the octopus villagers, there are only three. And now Cephalobot makes four. And it's a cool kind of robot because they look like it's 100% metal made. He looks like a blow dryer. I'm sorry. He just he looks like a blow dryer to me. You know what? That's fair. It has to be the big circular mouth, right? Yes. But if you're a fan of the octopus villagers, you might consider getting him with Zucker, Octavian, and Marina. Or if you're a fan of the robot villagers, he would be a great addition to your island. There's like, what, like only a handful of robot villagers? I can only think of two other than him. I don't know any of the other ones. Um, there's the ostrich one and the frog. The frog one. Yeah, frog. Yeah. Ribot. Right. <laughs> the final brand new villager is Quinn, the big cis black female eagle. I don't know a lot oh, about her. She looks like a goth. She has that purple hair going, too. I was just going to say she's cute. Like if, Like, if you like cute villagers, you might like her. But I don't know a whole lot about her. I didn't come up with any kind of backstory for her. No, neither did I. So I mean, Quinn. really only Sasha and Marlo got the the real good backstories. If she got if she had like a teal hair, I'd be like, oh, that's totally like Gwen from Total Drama Island. Ah, I love Total Drama Island. <laughs> but, but moving on to our returning villagers. Most of these villagers are coming back from Animal Crossing population growing and the Animal Forest E+, plus, the population growing spinoff or 
update on the Japan side of things. So, without further ado, our first one up is Chabwick. He is a lazy blue male penguin joining us from Animal Forest E+. And there's not really much I could say about these returning villagers, really. They're just kind of there. I can yeah, see why I they mean, cut them. I can yeah. see why they cut them, because they kind of are basic, you know? I Honestly, from the returning ones, I really was only excited about Ace. And that was because I had him as a villager before. Yeah, I think I have him on my uh, population growing villager right now. Um, but our other ones, we're not going to cut them short. Let's talk about them. Zoe, she's a normal blue female anteater, which if you're familiar with the anteaters, there's not a lot of them. They're similar to the octopus villagers. Um, there's only a handful. So Zoe is coming back and bumping those numbers up. She's coming from population growing. We have Ace, jock, male, blue bird from population growing. We also have Rio, who is a pet bee, female red ostrich from Population Growing. We have Fret, a cranky male yellow dog from Animal Forest E+. Just what we need, another upset dog. Looking at you, Cujo. Damn. <laughs> we also have Azalea, who is a snooty blue female rhino from Animal Forest E+. Now, she actually received a name change because she used to be known as Petunia, but I think Azalea sounds a lot better. I agree. When I hear the name Petunia, I think of Petunia Pig. Now, our next one is Roswell, the smug male brown alligator from Animal Forest E+. And last, but probably not least, we have Faith with the Big Sis personality. She is an orange koala from Animal Island GBA. So if you're not familiar with that, um, Chase, you can probably explain this better than I can. But so tell us a little bit about that. So back in population growing, you plugged in your GBA to your GameCube. Captain would appear on the docks. He would take you to your own little special island. And you have a chance to get like a unique villager. That's where Anka first appeared. That's where another villager called Pigleg came in. <laughs> where he was pretty much a pig with a pig leg. Yes. And there's also Faith, who is now is a full-on villager to your island. So she's from Animal Island, GBA, slash population growing. So she's achieved Anka status, but hopefully not in the Rule 34 department. Which we are not going to talk about. Have fun looking it up by yourself. But uh, be careful looking up Anka on the Rule 34. Wink, wink. Not safe for work. Do not look it up at work. I mean, but just depends on how cool your job is, really. Uh, just don't do it at work. <laughs> I don't care how cool your job is. This is our disclaimer. Do not do it at work. Now, Faith is the only returning villager to actually crack the top 10 for returning villagers on the Nookazon. She comes in at number 5, where you can have her come to your island if you have... 3.5 million bells and 150 Nook Mile tickets. Ooh, that's a lot. It is. It beats Judy. Oh, and Judy, if y'all are not familiar with, was a highly sought-after dreamy, quote-unquote, um, when the game first came out. She was brand new for this game. Um, everybody wanted her. She's a galaxy-themed bear cub. Which looks cute, but 
It clearly lost to the island koala bear. I mean, koalas are just so cute. How could you not want them? I'm still hunting down Gonzo. My number one love of Animal Crossing life. In Animal Crossing, koalas are awesome. In real life, not so much. I mean, I'm, I'm chasing after Gonzo, who looks like a koala. Like a regular koala. He's not a special color. He's just gray. I like him. If you know anything about koalas, though, you'll know that they are stupid. <laughs> Chase! No, seriously. They, their brains are smooth, alright? You know what makes a brain awesome? It's the folds, alright? That's why we have walnut-like brains. It's all folded and folded out. Please no, be nice look to the koala brains. brains. <laughs> it's going to be as smooth as a ball. Leave the smooth brains alone. No, they only accept the eucalyptus leaves only if it's from a branch. If you pluck it off and you give it to them, they'll look at that and be like, what is this trash? And just throw it away. <laughs> <laughs> what is this trash? <laughs> Toss. There's a shocking number of them that has like STDs. <laughs> what? Yeah, I came across like a bunch of koala facts earlier today. Oh, this is strange they're stupid they're inactive and despite all the best efforts of nature they still survive well i still think they're cute sure they're adorable but at what cost (laughs) who knows at least other animals like panda bears have more of a function you know what I'm looking at other marsupial brains, and it kind of looks like it might just be a marsupial thing, having the smooth brain. And their one food, the eucalyptus leaves, they don't even get that much nutrition from it. That's why they eat a lot. Don't even get me started on how they feed their young. I don't want to know. If it's anything like blathers, I don't want to know. It's actually worse, because it has to go through the entire digestive system first. Enough about that. So now that we've covered all of the free update, let's talk a tiny bit about the paid DLC. Ooh, I don't. I only spent like maybe three, four days on Happy Home Paradise. You've spent more than I have. So we're going to give you a very basic overview. Nintendo announced that Animal Crossing 2.0 is going to be the last free major update. And since then, we've had smaller updates. So like as Chase mentioned, the groids, or sorry, gyroids can now wash up onto your beach. That wasn't original for 2.0, I believe. I think that came as like a patch. Um, But they're continuing to do these small little patches but no more free content. And I know this had a lot of people upset. Yeah. So Happy Home Paradise is a paid DLC. It's 25 bucks. But that falls in line with the Happy Home Designer on the 3DS that came out to also 25 bucks. Yes. So at first it sounds like, why am I going to pay $25 on top of a $60 game? But if you look how Nintendo has previously presented this, where it was a completely separate game, it's not that bad. In no, this one, go ahead, Chase. No, because in this game, you can you have to actually physically fly to work. 
yes. So in this game, you are still your person that you created on day one of going to your island adventure. You can fly from your home island to the Happy Home Paradise Island, and you can also fly from that place to Harv's Island and vice versa. So if you're not at home, you don't have to fly back home to get to work or to get to Harv's, which I think is great. It saves you one extra flight. You just have to go to your local airplane, airport, talk to the Wilburn Orville duo, and tell them you want to go to work, which is a phrase I've never said in my life. To be honest, the majority of us have never said that in our life, and this is the only time that we are expressing this desire is in this game. But yes, you do fly to a mini island archipelago. Yeah, totally. Don't ask that's me how it. To pronounce words. <laughs> it's a bunch of small islands. You know what I'm saying here. But yes. you go to the center island. You get a job with the Happy Home people, aka Academy, Lottie, who is the brains behind this operation. With her, you have two other unique villagers. One's a walrus. The other's a small monkey who's adorable. I forget the name to both of them because I haven't played in a week. Uh the small monkey is named. Dun dun dun, Nico, and oh, yeah. he is so cute, especially when he runs. Oh, so you don't get to see him run a lot, but you do a little bit, and he is just adorable. Yeah, Nico's has... a spider monkey, and he's roughly half the size of your smallest villager. Yes, he is tiny. Next, you have the Wars Wendell, I think. No, it's not Wendell, and he is not a walrus. He is a manatee. Ooh. And his name is actually Wardell. I was close. You were close. Um, So originally I thought that he was supposed to be, like, I was like, when I first saw it, I was like, Wendell? And I was like, hold on, that's not an N, it's Wardell. Um, So at first I kind of thought they did, like, a redesign on Wendell. And but that's not the case. Um, if you're not familiar with that, there has been a few instances, or at least one that I can think of, of redesign character redesigns. Um, so Pashmina, in previous games, she has been a fluffy sheep. In this current edition, she is a goat villager. Um, so she kind of had a character redesign. Chase has mentioned characters have had name changes. But Wardell is a brand new character. Now, you have to work for Lottie to make money, but you can't use your good old-fashioned bells back home because on this island, this update, this new location, they have their own currency called Pokey. Yes. You get paid in Pokey, you buy stuff in Pokey, you have nothing but Pokey. You also have the option to exchange your money. I haven't tried that yet. I have not either, but I know it's a thing. Um, and the much like the real market, the exchange rate changes daily. Okay. So you can buy unique items. You can buy unique furniture. That's pretty much it for Pokey. But every time you do a house, it's going to cost you about... It's going to pay you about 8,000, 12,000 Pokies per house and so 
let's get into the actual meat of the DLC because we've kind of talked about all the cool additional features. The whole point of the DLC is to design vacation homes for villagers. They might be your specific villagers or they could be random ones that you've never seen before. And keeping on with the happy home design theme, you can also design shops and buildings on the main island. Uh, I have not made it that far. I have done one home. Oh, well, you can design schools, cafes, restaurants, and, like, shops. That sounds awesome. So if you've looked at something on your island and you're like, this is okay, but it could be better, they really give you the opportunity to do that on the Paradise Island. Right? Yeah. That's neat. I have explored the island a little bit. I accidentally took one of the vines off of the cliff and I felt bad because it wouldn't let me put it back. Uh, but I did see a building that I was like, what is this building? Now I know I get to decorate additional things. Heck, even back in the shop, you could buy chocolate, like box chocolate. Take that to your villagers back home, give it to them, and they'll be like, hey, where'd you get this? Can I come there? And boom, you just kidnapped a villager with a promise of chocolate to a brand new island. So that's how you lure them? Yes. Nice. All it takes is a box of chocolate and be like, hey, hop in this plane. We're going to go away. It kind of makes me think of that SpongeBob episode with the old lady. I remember when they first invented chocolate. I bet she does. (laughs) But yeah, it's either that or just roam the beach looking for random villagers. You're like, you know what? I want a vacation home. I want someone to design it for me. And then that someone just happens to be you. Because you're like, I need to make money. I need to make pokey. So if you are familiar with the island setup from New Leaf, when I first saw the items for sale, that's immediately what I thought of. Of course, they're not your souvenir style items. They're different things that um, that you might use in a, or a villager's home or vacation home, rather. Um, and then, Chase, can you buy the special des- design features? I'm not sure what they're called in the shop, like the and sparkling you, effect and things like that. You just learn them during the course of doing multiple houses. Okay, well, that's good that you don't have to spend your hard-earned pokey on them. No, because to be like, you want to learn how to do half a wall, do a full wall, do a pillar, do a counter... You want to make your electronics sparkly and shoot lightning bolts? So if you're, like, if you take one thing away from this part of the episode, if you really and truly enjoy designing in Animal Crossing, but you want to do more, maybe you really like going to Phototopia and staging rooms and taking pictures, and you just want to be able to do more, Consider getting this DLC. Yes, it is $25 on top of a $60 game, but it feeds in seamlessly. And the things that you learn on this island, you can bring home and do that. So Chase just mentioned building a partial wall, building a full wall. You can come home and do that in your own home. Yeah, the level of customization you could do here is insane. So if you thought, you know, I'm pretty good at this, but I could be better without limitations, they've took away some of those limitations by adding in these new features. 
especially if you're like me and you're like, what the heck do I do with this top story that's super long? Like it's a rectangle. It doesn't match any other part of the house. What do I do with it? You can put in half a wall. You can section it off. You can make a bathroom because, you know, some people dedicate a whole room in their house for a bathroom that you can't even use. You can't take a bath in this game. Like, you finally can use the toilet. The toilet's finally got some kind of feature. That's the only thing. Hey, that toilet is perfect if I (laughs) ate some food and have to go smash my rocks. (laughs) I'm not saying it doesn't have a purpose now, but before, it didn't. Hey, I accidentally fucked up last week where I ate some food. I forgot it was a recipe, so I had, like, five fruits. Oh, gosh. And I was like, you know what? Time to go smash some rocks. And due to the fact that I have a rock garden, which took me forever to make, I forgot I had fruit stacked up in me. (laughs) Oh my gosh, I would cry. So I broke my first rock, realized my mistake, exited straight back to the home menu and turned off the game just to restart it, and it saved my rock from spawning somewhere else. Thank goodness. That would have been... I was about to freak out. I was like, no! Not the autosave. If you're a new player and you're not familiar with the rock gardens, I would recommend looking up some photos online. Um, People have gotten so creative with these rock gardens. Uh, I'm talking making them in circles, spirals, all kinds of beautiful settings for them. But they very do hard take his. effort. They take a lot of effort. Like, you have to cover every single square inch of grass on your island just to get your rocks to maybe spawn into one place it needs to spawn. So, I'm sure you can understand his anguish after now having to do go that six all days that. in a row just to get all six rocks into that one section. Yep. There's a lot that goes into it. So, I. I'm glad you were able to rage quit and save your rock. That just needs that just need to put like a toilet in front of my rock garden entrance, you know? <laughs> that is always an option. Like you to enter the rock garden, you have to physically sit on the toilet just to enter. Just to be sure. Yeah. That is one thing that we did not mention about the food. So this food that you're making, you can actually eat it, like Chase just said. Um, but you know, when you eat one piece of fruit, you get one strength with the maximum meter being 10. When you eat a cooked dish, depending, cause I'd made smoothies thinking I'd get several, but I only got two. If you make a cooked dish, so say the sea or the sea bass dish, you get five on your meter. So you fill it up halfway with eating one dish. Oh yeah, like, you're going to enjoy these recipes, you're going to eat them, you're going to be, like, fully buffed out, stacked out on your 10 out of 10 superpower powers. Unless you're me, you just put them in storage. Hey, I have my food currently set out on, like, three white cloth covered tables. Ooh, fancy. I would have had more food out on more tables, but I just had, like, random tables after that, so they just didn't match. And they were that's taking up space. Fair, that's fair. But it is nice to have all the food available to you. It is. So Actually. Happy Home Paradise is something to look into. It is fun. 
it is pretty much just Happy Home Designer on a tropical theme. Yeah, just about. If you have a 3DS, you can go to like places like Five Below and pick up Happy Home Designer for like five bucks right now. So if you want to trial it before you commit the $25, that'd be a good idea. Commit five. You can also get Happy Home Paradise as part of the way through the Nintendo Plus expansion online stuff. What? But I, don't... I don't have that. I haven't tried that. So more power to you if you want to try it that way. But what it all comes down to is you have options. Yeah. This game or this side edition isn't a main part of the game. So if you never get it, you're not missing out on major gameplay. Just additional special features. And other furniture, but that's really it. Yep. But other than that, I think 2.0 breathed new life into the Animal Crossing New Horizons game. I agree. I think it did too. Um, one thing that we did not mention is with this update, you also get new Nook Mile goals. So just those stamps that you collect. There's a few new ones. So with cooking, you get writing a cookbook, Mm-mm, miles. So there's just new things um, because you can grow produce now. You have a couple that are dedicated to that. Yeah, you have stuff for planning groceries, planning food, planting the crops. Yep. You have stuff for visiting roosters. I cannot talk right now. I can never talk. It's okay. Visiting the roost, get Nook Mile tickets for that. Using Captain's Boat Tours. If pretty much there's anything new, there's Nook Mile tickets to be made. Yep. Now, I know we didn't talk about every big major new item coming through, but that's okay. This is it's really something to explore and find out about. I agree. Sure, we could talk so about how cars, everything. how you could find ah, cars. Ah, the cars! The cars! Oh my no, god. Okay, so, no, no, we have to talk about it now. We have to. So, you may have been familiar with tiny miniature model vehicles, miniature cars, ships in a bottle, things like that. Now we have the Animal Crossing equivalent of full sized cars. You cannot drive them, but they exist. I also have a yacht. Again, doesn't go in the water, can't drive it, it exists. And an excavator which I am super excited about. It's just really just more decorations, really. Like, if you wanted to have, like, a cityscape for your island or a construction site, you can I'm, just use this stuff. I'm bringing my construction site back because of the excavator. I also have a volcano. There's a lot of new fun items. There's literally over 6,000 items in this game, so... It's insane what you can do with this game. I enjoy the customizing aspect. I enjoy hunting down gyroids every day. And I think there's really a little bit for everyone. Like, if you enjoyed Animal Crossing already, this new edition, there's just a little bit more for everyone to enjoy. So we're about a month and a half after the first update, and I, I mean, after the 2.0 update... And it totally works out. I enjoy it. This is a perfect update. I agree. They gave us a lot to really work with. I know some people are not satisfied, but I am. And since this this is the last major free update, I'm happy it went with this. I'm happy that 
we got everything that happened to it because I honestly assumed it would have been just Brewster and the Roost only. I wasn't expecting everything else. Everything else was just insane to add on to it. I agree. They did not disappoint. Like, I remember watching the update video when it first came out, when it came live, and the first five minutes were only towards Brewster and the Roost, and we still had 15 more minutes, and I'm just like, what else are they adding to this? Amazingness. There was so much, it freaked everybody out. Plus, when it came out two days early, everyone was enjoying this super fast. Well, not everyone. Some of us weren't able to. But that's neither here nor there. But you're enjoying it now. This is true. I was, like, I think one of my Nintendo things, I think it was, like, literally the weekend after. So it was supposed to come out on the 5th, which I believe was a Friday. So mine was, like, the 6th or something. Ah. Yeah, I mean, it was just busy time at work. Not a big deal. Uh, But I still... Got to enjoy it relatively close to the release and still am enjoying it. I know because ever since the update, you've been playing a bunch of Animal Crossing, right? I mean, Animal Crossing is basically the only thing I play. Like, just looking at our numbers of uh, 2021, the Switch in review, I think I have like 153 hours and you have like 112 hours. And just on Animal Crossing. Yeah, I was about to say it's all dedicated to Animal Crossing. It's insane how much new stuff can really bring in life to a year-old game. To an almost two-year-old game. Has it really been that long? Yeah, March 20, 2020. Wow. Time flies. Time flies in a pandemic. But that's about all we have for you in regards to Animal Crossing 2.0. Yeah. So this was... This is Chase. And I'm Mushy. And you can find us on all social medias, mostly Facebook, Instagram, sometimes Twitter. And but usually Facebook and Instagram. That's it for this episode. Merry Bye, Christmas. guys. See you next time. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. Happy holidays. Happy winter solstice. Oh, yeah. That's today. Is it today? Isn't the solstice like, yeah, it's like the first day of winter, right? It's not. That was like the 25th, 26th? I thought it was today. As you can tell, this is not something that I celebrate regularly, so (laughs) I am sorry. I don't know all of the details, but if it is something that you celebrate and hold near and dear to your heart, I am very excited for you to be celebrating it. I mean, that's how they did it back in the olden days, because they were like, we want to get these pagans to worship Christmas, so uh, let's just put it on winter solstice day. Now I gotta know. Winter Solstice 2021. It is today. Okay, cool. Oh, wow. It's way off then. I mean... It's close. Four days. Yeah. I mean, that's how Easter came around. That's how a lot of holidays came around, if we're being honest. I mean, how else are we going to get Easter? A holiday dedicated to, like, fertility with Easter bunnies and eggs and somehow tie that into the death and rebirth of jesus christ christianity tie it together with pagan holidays i feel like there's a jingle that we could write about that but goodbye again listeners and have a good day bye bye